I'm Ellie Swift, ex-corporate marketer turned CEO and seven-figure business mentor for high-performing women building and scaling their soul-led, intentional, and profitable online businesses. I've coached hundreds of women to make six, multi-six, and seven figures using my signature Swift marketing method. And in this podcast, I'll teach you the strategy, marketing, and mindset to help you do the same. Let's dive in. Hello, welcome back to the very first episode of Shine Online with Ellie Swift for 2023. I feel so happy to be back on the mic. I'm actually recording this one really in real time. So coming at you from the first week of 2023. It's my last official day of holidays today that I'm recording this. And so technically it's like the first work task that I'm doing and it just feels so great to be here on the mic. I've um I've been taking it really slowly. I had a full 2 weeks off and it's just been so so magic. I really relish this time of year and you know, it just, it it feels so nice to have that one time of year where the majority of the world is on holidays and predominantly offline. I've had Instagram mostly completely off my phone. I've been resting and swimming and enjoying our beautiful Southern Hemisphere summer a whole lot. It has just been really magic, really restful. We chose not to go away anywhere except for down to our parents' house for a bit of a breakdown there. Obviously we live in a tourist town and so just Enjoying where we live and spending time here has just been an absolute delight. Now, to get down to business, I wanted to kick off this first episode of the year by taking you through my process for how I plan out the new year. So obviously, in addition to just sharing with you how relaxed I've been and how much time offline I've been taking, I also have been doing planning and creative thinking and visioning for the year ahead because I think that it's you know, the plight of the entrepreneur that our brains are always going and always thinking of new ideas and always creating. And I certainly find that the more time I take off, the more creative I become. So I've just been rolling with that and not attaching any agenda to it, but just really flowing with my creative process and planning things out so that come next week, I've got the opportunity to dive in with my team and share with them the vision for this year. In the season of our business now, we do work ahead. And so a lot of what we have planned for the year ahead is information that's already been communicated with the team. But there, of course, are things that we're doing in addition to our stock standard foundations of the business that we run consistently. And when I say that for Swift Ventures, that looks like our three masterminds. That's our like stock standard business model. We always run those three business masterminds of Swift Inner Circle, Six Figure Circle, and Swift Mind. And then we build out additional programs, offers, plans on top of that. So what I've done is I've spent a bit of time doing that and really uh, creating a plan for the year. And I wanted to take you through that. I wanted to take you through my abundant and very easy planning framework for 2023. If you're taking it slow into the new year, and I know astrologically, I believe both Mercury and Mars are in retrograde until like the 12th and the 18th of Jan. And so astrologically, it's a slower start to the year. So this will be released next week at a time where you might be 
just starting to ramp up a little bit for the year. So I hope this reaches you at the perfect time to plan and call in and create what it is you want to create for the year ahead. There's two things that I find are the most important when it comes to planning out your year in your business, and they tend to be the two things that are most missed. So the first is strategic thinking. When we're visioning, setting goals, especially from a really rested place, like coming off the back of a couple of weeks break, it's easy to dive into extremes. So saying things like, I'm going to post on TikTok every single day, or I'm going to share way more content without fully understanding why we're doing those things, not fully connecting to the whole reason for doing those things in our business. And so being really strategic about what our goals are, what it is we're wanting to achieve in our business, and therefore the plan around that is going to help you to be really, really clear on what it is that you want to create. It also will stop you from feeling things like comparisonitis when you start jumping back online and you're scrolling or you're seeing what other people are doing. If you've been really, really strategic in your own thinking and really clear in your own goal setting, it's going to be so much easier to stay in your own lane with your own process. And then the second thing that is often missed is that there's often more time spent on aspiration and dreaming and desires for the year and less time spent on the planning and the customer journey. So for example, I see that there's a lot of time spent on things like creating vision boards and less time mapping out what your clients are actually going to buy from you. Don't get me wrong. I love a Pinterest board. That's actually the first step of this process. So it's involved. Like the dreamscaping part of this process is part of what I'm about to share with you, but it's not the core part of planning for the year. So with this in mind, the planning framework that I'm going to take you through is comprised of four parts, which are the dreaming stage is part one. Number two is the goal setting stage. Number three is the customer journey and calendar of offers. And number four is your marketing and sales strategy. So grab a word doc if you can and join me in mapping out your year. If you're driving or you're walking, you might want to come back to this episode and listen in on it again. I find that listening to something like this once over might be something that helps you really start percolating different ideas and really supports the visioning process. And then it might really serve you to come back to this a second time and then map it all out on paper. So in terms of the dreaming stage, I mentioned this just now, but the first step really is about allowing yourself to dream. So this is just one part of the four-step process. And if it's all we did, we wouldn't really be creating a plan of action. We'd just be sitting in this kind of high-level dreamlike state. And so this is the part of the framework where we do start really high level. And for me, I usually like to make a vision board. I, I go through and collate a whole bunch of different uh, images, usually through Pinterest, or I'll just screenshot them. And then I jump into Canva and create a vision board in Canva that I use as my desktop for the year. So I have actually created a template that I would love to gift to you that you can access in the show notes of this episode. So it's ungated. It's completely free. You don't need to add in your email address. You can just jump straight into Canva and copy this, uh, this vision board that I've created for you. So enjoy. 
So what I would really recommend is utilizing this part of the process as your time to go through and get aspirational. What are you calling in for this year? For me personally, I like to do this as business and life because it's more what it is that I want to create and call in across everything, knowing that business obviously filters into your life. Your business is a vehicle for all the things you're wanting to create in your life. And so as an example, for me this year, I've got things like, I really want a new car. We want to get a boat this year. You might remember that that was something we wanted last year and it I didn't fully eventuate last year. We want a new house this year. Again, something that I've brought over from last year's vision board. I also have a couple of images that represent the writing habit that I really want to create. So I'm doing a, a one hour a day writing habit this year, just as my commitment to my own thought leadership. So I'd recommend going through and drawing out a whole bunch of different images that really represent what it is that you want to create for this year and then allowing yourself to create that vision board first and foremost. And you'll notice that by doing this first, you're not limited by any kind of goals or restrictions or I can't afford that or any limitations. You're allowing yourself to expand beyond what your mind believes may or may not be possible for you, knowing that that's how manifestation works. Like it's about getting outside of what we believe might be possible for us and truly, truly dreaming into these big, big visions for our future and for our year ahead. The second part of the dreaming stage is that I also like to choose a word for the year or in the case of last year and this year, it's words, uh, plural. So for this year, I've chosen three words. I initially had play as my word, but there's two more words that have come in really, really strongly and they're both P words, which, you know, just really, really satisfies the control freak in me in terms of that alliteration of the three P's. So I've got power, presence and play as my three words for the year. And they're really my anchors of how I want to feel, how I want to show up. And every decision that I make is then filtered through those three words. Am I focusing on being as present as possible every day? Am I committed to play? And am I accessing my power in all the ways that I truly want to? And it can really help with that day-to-day connection to what it is that you want to create. Because when we set goals, it can be so easy to feel disconnected from those goals when we're in the day-to-day and the mundane and the task ticking that having those words for the year allows me personally, and I know this is true for many of my clients, to properly come back to how it is that you want to feel. So summary of the dreaming stage is create your vision board, access the free template that you can use in the show notes of this episode, and then also choosing your words for the year. Now, the second stage is the goal setting stage. So I did a whole episode last year on the two types of goals to set in your business. So you might want to go back and check that out. The episode is called The Secret to Creating Goals That Get You Everything You Want. So go back and check out that episode. We'll link it directly in the show notes as well. In it, I talk about two types of goals. The first is grounded and realistic goals, and the second is stretch goals. So just to very briefly touch on those, grounded and realistic goals are more goals that you know exactly how you can achieve those goals. So you're like, great, I sell X amount of said offer and I can create the 10K month. Stretch goals are where you're leaving margin for magic. So you might go, you know what, this is my 
500K a year and you only plot it out to about 300K. You don't fully know what the rest looks like, but you're calling in that 500K. You trust yourself. You really want to stretch into that. Now, the difference between the two is that the grounded and realistic goals tend to work better when you're in the earlier stages of business and you're still building up a lot of self-trust. Whereas stretch goals work really, really well once you've built out a lot of that self-trust within yourself and you've then got the opportunity to expand and stretch knowing that if you don't hit your goals, it means absolutely nothing about you. I've shared this before and I'll share it again that I really often do not hit my goals and that's because I purposely create really stretchy goals for myself and I wouldn't change that because on the way to achieving whatever it is that I tend to achieve, I stretch far beyond what I could ever imagine I would stretch. And by creating stretch goals, I usually find that the person that I become on the way to that goal is someone that I could never have imagined I could be and you know that does the kinds of things that I could never imagine doing. And so allowing yourself to stretch does really tend to expand you in ways that you might never have known were truly possible for you. Now, the most important part of the goal setting stage, in my opinion, is that after you set this goal, you're obviously talking about creating the goal in 2023. And it might be that as you're setting these goals, you're breaking down goals into each quarter of the year. That's something that I do with my clients. And again, for myself, we've got our overarching goals, and then we break them down into 90 day goals as really actionable blocks of time. What I would really recommend doing is that when you're creating those goals, the most important part of the process is that after you've created that goal, you decide on that timeline and then you detach from it. Because here's what happens if we attach to the timeline. Let's just say you've decided that you want to create 10K within the next three months or 10K months within the next three months. If you then decide that that's a strategy that you're wanting to create and you don't get there, you say create instead an average of 5K months or 6K months. At the end of that 90 day period, you're going to be feeling maybe like you're defeated and like you didn't achieve it and your brain could be telling you all sorts of stories about how you're not good enough because you didn't make it happen. But if you detach from the timeline, what you're then going to see is that you are on the road to creating the goal that you want to create. It just didn't happen in the very human specific timeline that you stated or that you wanted it to actualize. And so by detaching and by trusting that you're going to achieve that when you're meant to, not a day sooner or a day later, you're really supporting yourself to be able to then continue to move towards that goal. So again, I can think of so many times, probably the majority of times when I've set financial goals that I haven't achieved them, but I've celebrated exactly where I've got to knowing that I'm on the road to what it is that I want to create and achieve. So this detachment piece is so, so key when we're creating these goals. When it comes to your goals, there's two goals that I would recommend creating both for the 12 month period, but then also for your 90 day periods. So two goals for your 12 month period. 
And then I would also take those two goals and break them down into two goals for each 90 day period. So for example, if your goal is to have a 500K year and you also wanna be fully booked in your mastermind, then I would work out what does that look like as a goal for the first quarter of 2023. Now, for your goals, I'd recommend again for the 12 months and the 90 days, one of them being your revenue. So a revenue goal, and you might already have in mind what that is. If you don't, and you need a little bit more specificity around that, then I'll talk through that more in step number three. And the second goal that I would recommend is one that feels really inspiring for you in your business. So maybe it's being fully booked with one-to-one clients. Maybe it's building your email list. Maybe it's becoming the go-to person in your industry. Anything that feels really exciting and expansive for you alongside your revenue goal. So that's the goal setting stage. So consider where on the spectrum you want to sit in terms of creating grounded and realistic goals or stretch goals, knowing that the timeline that you're putting to these goals, you're going to detach from them and creating two goals for 2023 that you then break down into 90 day segments. All right. So part three is your customer journey and your calendar of offers. So this is where we get to the most important part. We need to know the how. We need to know what it is that we're actually going to offer to our clients so that we can create the money that we want to make, the growth that we want to manifest in 2023. If you're earning less than six figures, I would recommend having one to two offers and one of those being a core offer, otherwise known as a high ticket offer. For example, that is usually going to be a one-to-one consulting package or coaching program. If you're scaling to multi-six or seven, then I'd recommend mapping out anywhere from three to 10 offers for the year, depending on your business model. So depending on your business model, if you've got, say, a membership model, it might be that you have less if you simply focus fully on your membership. Uh, If you're somebody who has more of a launch model of offers. It might be that you have the full 10. So consider your business model. It's likely going to be a mix of core high ticket offers, introductory, low ticket offers, and some builder offers in the middle. So a different suite of offers that you can funnel your clients through. Now, once you map that out, consider how many of each of these offers you plan to sell and how much for. So by considering how many you plan to sell and the price point of each, this is going to help you A, get an idea of your projected revenue, which is going to help you do things like make forecasting decisions around your projected cash flow and any new expenses or investments that you might want to make. And B, it's going to help you to brief in your team. The sooner you can brief in your team with the plan for the year ahead, the sooner they're going to be able to fully support you to bring it to life. And then the last part of this is to physically diarize when these offers and launches are happening. So mapping out, okay, these are the offers that we have that we're selling in 2023. When are we launching them? When are we selling them in? What's our calendar look like for the year? When you know your timeline, of when you plan on selling each offer. And this can be loose. It doesn't have to be specific days. It might just be the months that you plan on offering them. Again, it's going to give both you and your team clarity on your priorities. 
this part of the process doesn't need to be fully mapped out. To give you an example for us, for the year ahead right now, what we know to be true is we have our core offers. So the three masterminds that I mentioned at the top of this episode, and then we have additional offers that we're going to be selling in the first six months of the year. So know that you really get to leave room for magic. Now, I mentioned when we were talking about step two in goal setting that we would come back to revenue. So if you're following this process through and you left your revenue goal blank, having done this particular part of the process, this step three is going to help you get really clear on what your revenue potential is. So there's some push pull around at what point you set your revenue goal. You know, do you manifest or call in a number that feels true for you and then work out what offers you're creating to get you to that revenue? Or do you map out your offers and then determine what the total amount is knowing that that then is your revenue? Now, for me personally, I've done both before. It always looks like a little bit of a push-pull for me. Usually I have an idea of what revenue I want to create for that year. There's a figure in mind that I want to stretch to, and I might start to think about the offers that I can create to make that happen, or I will have a plan of how I'm mapping things out for the year, and then that creates a particular figure. Do number two and number three of this process in tandem till you get to a point that feels good for you here. I've had clients where they've come into sessions with me before and they've said, and I'm thinking of high level clients here where we've done one-to-one sessions and we do this process of, of mapping out their offers and we've gone, right, okay. They've said, you know, I want to make $300,000 this year. Let's map out how we can do that. And so we do it retrospectively. We have the figure in mind and then we look at the offers and the price points and how we can make that happen in a way that feels really true for them and their business model and the type of business they want to create. Or I've also found the opposite where a client's come in and said, I want to launch this. I want to do this. Let's map it out. And then we get to a total figure and they're like, oh, wow, I had no idea that was what was possible for me this year. So again, play with both and do what works for you here. The last step in this process is your marketing and sales strategy. So now that you know your goals and your offers, we want to prioritize your marketing and your sales strategy. Obviously, this is a whole world within itself, but I wanted to give you three questions to ask yourself to help you plot out a really great marketing and sales strategy for you based on the foundations that work and what I believe is going to be most important to stand out in 2023. So the first question that I'd encourage you to consider is what is my unique selling proposition? So your unique selling proposition is the thing that makes you unique. It's the thing that makes you stand out. For example, it might be I support X type of client to go from X challenge to X solution. That would be a structure of how you would create a unique selling proposition. So it's who you support and how you support them. And thinking about what it is that makes you really unique and really different. So for example, I know that our unique selling proposition is the fact that I come in as a business owner with 10 years marketing experience before I started this business. So my marketing expertise are very unique. 
I have built a seven-figure business, which I know is also unique. And I've created something called the Swift Marketing Method, which means that strategy, marketing, and mindset is my unique approach that I teach to help my clients create six, multi-six, and seven figures. So that's our unique USP. And obviously I'm sharing the different components of that rather than grouping it all together into the one thing, but that's what makes the Ellie Swift Swift Ventures brand unique. So what is it that makes your business unique? What's your unique selling proposition? Because when you're really clear on that, it's going to support you to sell and market in a way that makes you truly stand out and cut through the noise. Second question is what are the best ways for me to communicate this message? So this is essentially a question about your content and your marketing channels. So where are you sharing content, your channels, and what content are you sharing? What's the content that's truly going to cut through and reach your ideal client? What does that content look like? The three types of content that I teach my clients to share is viral content, educational content, and sales content. So your viral content is your more entertaining, designed to be shared with new cold audiences type of content. Your educational content is the one that really deems you as being a thought leader. And your sales content is the one where you direct people from your content through to sales. So consider your channels and your content, map out what your content strategy is for 2023. And then the third question is, what is my sales process to help take people from my marketing through to sale? So marketing and sales are, of course, two very different things. And on the front end, we focus on our marketing. We focus on creating content, sharing that content. But the difference between people that market really well and people that have an incredibly successful business are people that know how to sell exceptionally well. And there are so many episodes, if you're newer here, around the process of soulful selling and doing so in a way that gets amazing results and also feels amazing for you. So I would recommend searching through the catalog and taking a look at some of these sales episodes if you're wanting to focus on selling more this year. But when it comes to sales, mapping out what your sales process is, is really going to support you. So how do you then connect with those ideal clients after you've marketed to them? What's the way that you direct those potential clients through to either DMs to have a conversation with them so that uh, any questions are answered before they purchase or a sales call? What's the road for them to receive that content from you, that marketing content from you to then purchase your program or your one-to-one or whatever else it is. So map out that journey and consider what that looks like for your ideal client so that you can make it really, really easy for them to purchase from you in 2023. That's it. That's the four-step process for an abundant and easy planning framework for 2023. So just to recap, Step one is the dreaming stage. Step two is the goal setting stage. Step three is your customer journey and calendar of offers. And step four is your marketing and sales strategy. I hope that this has supported you as you're mapping out your 2023 I would, of course, love to work with you this year if you are somebody who is all in on your business and you are building to six, multi-six or seven figures. We are at this stage 
fully booked. If you are somebody who is multi-six or seven figures, I'm fully booked with my coaching through till September of this year, but we still have spaces in Swift Mind, which is my program that supports you if you're building to six figures in your business. So the best thing that you can do is send me a DM, letting me know, just say DM me Swift Mind, which will show that you're interested and I will send you through the details of that program. Have the most amazing day ahead. Here's to an incredible 2023.